is geared for you to think. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Between Two Ovaries. Thank you for joining us. My name is Venus Creciente. And I'm Isadora Orgasma. And thank you so much for being here with us. We are very excited to be birthing this podcast baby. Yes, this giant 10-pound, 8-ounce baby. 10-pound, <laughs> 8-ounce. You're awesome. I wish my babies were that big. Or do I? I don't know. So it has been quite a road to get here. We've um, recorded quite a few times, or tried to record this episode quite a few times, and I feel this is it. I feel we're we're in the motherhood. We're in the postpartum period here as we birth this baby. In it. Yes, oh. we're in it. Yes. So today you will hear about... Today will be a bit of backstory, some of the yummy details on how we got here to you and how we all came together in this beautiful space. Mm-hmm. And that'll kind of look like how we met, how we've kind of created our personas here, and a little bit more juiciness. There will always be juices. Always juicy. Mm-hmm. So one thing I would like to mention, if you have little ones around, we will most likely be using words that you may not want them to hear. Uh, we'll explain why maybe later in the episode or in another episode, but just wanted to give you that heads up in case you do have little ones around. Good call. Mm-hmm. One of the first things I wanted to say is like, there will be many cunt juices flowing around this oh, space. <laughs> I love me some cunt juice. Mm-hmm. So let's jump right into it. How did we meet Isadora? I love how you tell our story. (laughs) So, a little over two years ago, we met in Los Angeles. We both attended a Find Your Village event hosted by January Harshi of Birth Without Fear. And we gathered there. We were listening to January telling her story and describing the village and why we were there. And you came in with your littlest one and she was so tiny at that point she was so cute and I was just immediately drawn to you and your short hair at the time it was so cute and short and I had much longer hair and so after when we were kind of mingling I think you were just sitting there patiently waiting for a picture with January (laughs) and I'm very much an introvert but I I was there to find my village. I was there to make a friend. So I kind of just took a deep breath and was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to talk to somebody. (laughs) And so I just approached you and I complimented you on your hair and sat down and we just ended up having so many beautiful things in common and ended up exchanging info. And here we are. Our relationship has just blossomed so magically and beautifully over these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful. I am so grateful because you are, I've, I consider you a life partner at this point in my life. And um, we'll leave that a little open-ended there. So you listeners out there, if you're curious about what that means in our perspectives, in our lives, we'll explain that as our podcast baby develops. You're definitely my best friend because you know a lot about me that many other people don't know. Yeah, I just consider you just my best friend. And I thank you for being 
part of this womb space with me as one of the ovaries to this podcast. So thank you. I love being an ovary with you. (laughs) We drop eggs all the time. (laughs) Gems. (laughs) So we met for lunch one day celebrating our birthdays. Um, One day, I guess. It was just a couple months ago. (laughs) Yeah, we turned 30 in March. Celebrating the magical 30th birthday. And we were just kind of talking about the podcast and it came, the subject came up of using pseudonames. And I just really, really, I never thought of it, but I really liked that idea once it was brought up. And for me, using a pseudoname, it really just feels really freeing. And, you know, there's no attachment to my past or who I feel like I have to be because I'm attached to my, you know, birth given name. It just kind of becomes another persona of me, one that it allows me to really share from my womb versus from my head, you know, carrying all of these stories and all this baggage from my life and all the fears and like, oh, should I, you know, I can't go there. I can't say that when that's all bullshit. And so Isadora just really helps bring out that like inner being who wants to come out and play and be risky and spicy and juicy and so I just really loved the idea of using a pseudonym and so that's what we've decided to do. Right and how did you choose Isadora Orgasma? Well our names have evolved when we were at lunch we actually (laughs) just like a random thought came to my mind to use those name generators and for whatever reason I picked a drag queen name generator and so originally I believe it was like orgasma de la something and I really dug the orgasma I feel like there need to be more orgasms in this lifetime (laughs) so I stuck with that but then the name Isadora kept coming up for me and I finally like googled the meaning of the name and the origins of it and I just fell in love with it and it actually translates um as gift of Isis and Isis is the archetype of creation she's femininity, motherhood, magic, healing. And I just felt that so deep in my womb. And I chose that. And then I kept orgasma because who doesn't love an orgasm? Mm, I sure do. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Venus? So Venus, mine from that drag queen name generator, it gave me Venus de la Gansa. And it definitely has evolved from that because I didn't entirely resonate with the Lagansa. I loved Venus. And so in speaking to you and another friend of mine, uh, of ours, um, just kind of generating other ideas, one of you ladies gave me Venus rising and I loved that. But I wanted to have some of my Mexican culture come up in my name and my chosen name. And so I was looking up in the Spanish English dictionary and I saw Creciente, which also can mean rising um, in Spanish. And so I just loved Venus Creciente because I've always resonated with the Phoenix because in my past dealing with um, depression and anxiety, I've always felt like I I can burn down but then come back up and be reborn. And so that's what I definitely feel like I'm doing at this point in my life with having a pseudonym and like you expressed, just being more free and allowing my truth 
to come out a little bit easier without it being attached to my birth given name and potentially starting drama with other people because I just want to be me. I just want to be Venus Creciente. I just want to rise and be in my feminine power as I've been in my masculine power so much of my life. And we're here using pseudonyms and starting this podcast and expressing ourselves freely. So I'm very, very excited about that. Mm, yes, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So why did we start this podcast? Do you want to go ahead or we can both kind of drop in? I feel like you have something lingering there that you want to say. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I'm blank. You, I don't know why. Like in all the other recordings, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I'm trying to gather my thoughts here. We decided to start a podcast to set out another platform for people to come in, tell their stories, share their stories, their experiences, their perspectives, because I strongly believe that in listening to other people's perspectives and experiences, we can learn how it is to be in other people's shoes. I just love doing that. I love hearing people's stories, and I'm excited for who will be on our podcast and what we can learn from them. And um, just to let our listeners know that you're not alone in whatever you may be going through. There's somebody out there for sure that is going through the, maybe not the same thing, but similar emotions, similar experiences. And to kind of provide you a community that you can safely come and express yourself. But yeah, if you'd like to add anything to that, Isadora. Yeah, I love all of that. And for Me, on my side of it, we read, we've read a lot of the same books. We read a lot of women's empowerment, women's issues, women's studies books. And um, one of them, I believe that really sparked a lot of this and provided a lot of inspiration was Cunt. And right now I'm blinking on her name, the author. I'm going to come back to it. Um, But that book really just inspired so much to have your voice heard, have your story heard, like you were saying, and just cultivate that community. And so for me, this is another way of building that beautiful community around me being myself and being just so open and raw and vulnerable with people because in most other platforms, it's difficult to do that. You always have some type of guard. And I feel like this is a beautiful way for anybody you and me plus whoever wants to participate to just open up and be that vulnerable amazing passionate self if any of that makes sense (laughs) I feel like we're going to be saying that a lot because in speaking and just going and flowing I feel like sometimes that doesn't make sense but it did it made all the sense so thank you for sharing that Thank you for the reassurance. I pre- Yeah, sometimes you just get lost in it. You know, you get lost in what you're saying and it's just flowing and you're like, oh, I wonder if that even made sense at all. But, but right. it always does. It did. It did. Awesome. So that's a little bit of um, us and our podcast, why it came to be and why we chose the pseudonyms that we did. So I'd like to transition over to a little segment in our podcast that we will consistently have called, maybe it might change names, but cycle time, (laughs) because we're not linear here. We're very cyclical. We're very cyclical in our beings. And what cycle time is, is we will be sharing about our own respective cycles. Um, And if you don't have 
any knowledge of what maybe that that means. Isadora, you wanted to share a little bit about the moon. Oh, yeah. So today is June 25th, 2018. And today is a waxing gibbous moon. And she is sitting in the sign of Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is a fire sign. And it's um, a very positive sign, actually. And at this time in the cosmic spectrum, we have an increased tendency towards sharing and friendliness. And so I think it's kind of fun that this is our first day of recording that just feels really beautiful and solid. And I think the moon has a lot to do with it. Um, she has a very optimistic energy right now, and it's actually in a very masculine sign. And so if you're in a good balance between your masculine and feminine, that's just a great way to use the moon's energy to get things done, but in a graceful way. And she's supporting growth and moving forward in things right now. That's just a little bit about her. Yeah, yo. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And just as the moon cycles from waxing to waning to f- new moon to full moon, us women also cycle along with it, whether we're in sync with either new moon or full moon or not, because I'm not in sync with any of those moons. We're still, you know, we're, we're shedding, we're, and even if you have some type of birth control in place, such as the IUD or the pill, we're still cycling in some way, shape, or form. If you don't bleed, if maybe you're in menopause, or if you're maybe a teenager listening to us, or a preteen for some reason that you've found our podcast, welcome, and you're not bleeding yet, you're still cycling with, you know, your hormones trying to kind of catch up with you, or whatever the case may be, you are a cycling being and you are not crazy and maybe last week you were happy-go-lucky and this week you're not very happy-go-lucky maybe you're feeling a little dark and in a negative space just want you to know that you're not crazy and you're gonna get back to that happy place so with that being said Isadora and I track our cycles on a regular basis and for me, in my situation, I every morning I wake up and I take my, before getting out of bed, I put a thermometer under my armpit and get my basal body temperature, so the very first temperature of, my day, of the day. And then at the end of the day, I check my cervix and the position of my cervix and my cervical mucus and what that looks like. And I track my energy, my moods, and any other relevant information that I think important. And for any of you thinking or wanting or interested in starting to track your cycle, I'd like to mention that knowing how to track your cycle, especially if you're new to it, it might be frustrating. It's not going to happen from one day to the next or even from one month to the next. It might take you a few months to really see any kind of pattern or even see, well, what's high or medium or low in my cervical positioning? And I have a lot to thank you for that, Isadora. I remember telling you, like, when I first started tracking my cycle, like, I don't know how to do this. What is, I was really frustrated. And you're like, be graceful with yourself. You just started. So thank you for that reassurance and and helping me through that. So I think I went on a huge tangent there, but... um. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure to set the stage for cycle time and what that involves or that will involve. I feel like cycle time needs a jingle. Cycle time. 
So if anyone out there would like to help us out with that jingle, would love to add that into the podcast. And I know in the future we will have a whole podcast dedicated to the cycle and tracking and all that good stuff. So we can dive deeper into it for sure. Yes. Yes. So what day are you on, Venus? I am on day nine. Let me confirm in my tracker, actually. Let's check really quick. Day nine. Day 11. I'm two days off. Oh. I'm on day 11. I bled this cycle up until day eight. I'm in pre-ovulation phase. Woohoo! Leading up to that sexual time. I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, pre-ovulation phase. And what that looks like for me right now is feeling pretty level-headed. I'm feeling patient with the kids. I have two, by the way. I have um, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. I'm feeling patient with them. I'm feeling patient with my partner, um, wanting to kind of maybe accomplish some things, not feeling super like into it, but definitely feeling balanced. I think I'm good with the moon right now. I'm in track with the moon. How about you? What day are you on? This is a perfect example of cycling because as you were describing that, it sounded so beautiful and lovely. And if I was not in touch with my cycle, I would probably be jealous and think that there was something wrong with me because I wasn't feeling that because I am on day 23. Mm -hmm. And that could be considered the premenstrual phase, but we like to say pre-bleed or pre-death because... This is the time of the cycle. Well, for me, my cycle is approximately 27 days long. So day 21, 22, I transition into the pre-death phase. And that's when, for me, it looks like just full transparency. I feel like I can just see right through people and just like bullshit meter level 100. And I let myself be transparent too. Like you get all of me in this stage. Good, bad, pretty ugly, all of it. I have no filter. I have less patience with my kids and with my partner. And so you being in that balance day, I was like, oh, that's so nice. (laughs) I know that that's just my season right now. And it'll, it's going to switch and I'm going to get back to it. It's all the way that it should be. And, but that's what we need. We need as, you know, as cycling people, we need that just like tear down the walls and make room for, for the new, you know, if we just like kept going as we are taking care of people and putting ourselves on the back burner all the time, like we would be a freaking wreck. And so I really honor and cherish the pre-death season because it's my body's just calling out of like, okay, pay attention to me. Like it's my time now and forget all that other crap, <laughs> even though with kids, it's so difficult, but Um, What I'm really downloading is just to give everyone and myself grace. Everybody is in their own personal flow of life. And I can't expect everybody in my life to just stop what they're doing and cater to me because I'm in pre-death and I'm raging and you're all pissing me off, you know, like that just is not reality. It can't happen. And so I can't expect that. And as long as I just set clear boundaries and be as communicative as I can be with those closest to me in my life, then things flow a little bit more smoothly. So that's what I'm remembering. It kind of came to me yesterday. I was getting irritated about a few things, but it was like, come on, Isadora, get yourself in check. Like (laughs) you haven't shared with anybody what day of your cycle that you're on. How are they supposed to know? 
that they need to go the extra mile not to piss you off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I, I feel like in our future we'll make some type of you know those whiteboard calendars the whole family can look at only for our cycles so that the family's in tune with us you know so they know how to navigate but that's the thing I mean it's a balance how to navigate around us and then us being able to provide them grace as well so just I think ultimately being in tune with our bodies for me it has been the best way to manage my mental health having such a deep background with anxiety, anxiety attacks, and depression. It's just been a marvelous. I mean, from the antidepressants that I've tried, tracking my cycle has been the best thing because I don't feel crazy anymore. I don't think I'm bipolar because earlier this month I felt this way and then later this month I felt this way. And then my pre-death phase is like a week and a half long because my, my cycles are 40 to 42 days long. So if you're out there listening and your cycles are super long and and you've always felt maybe they're irregular. Maybe they're not so irregular. It wasn't until I started tracking my cycle and actually talking to the women in my life, blood-related women in my life, that I found out that, oh, no, actually my irregular periods have actually been normal. That's just how my body is. So Know your normal. Yes, I love that. I love that normal is relative. And that was really powerful what you just said. Like that really struck me how like all of the antidepressants that you've tried versus tracking your cycle, cycle tracking has been what's helped you the most. Like that is so cunting powerful. Mm -hmm. I can't even handle it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Shut it out. Like I just want to shout from the rooftop (laughs) to every woman that I see. Right. (laughs) Jack, your cycle! So, so powerful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that. And thank you for listening to us. Just want to keep thanking you all for being here with us. This is so, so important to me. And I know it is for you, Isadora, because you're here with me. So with that, I want to transition over to Reflection Read. And what Reflection Read is, we will be, um, every episode, we will be choosing something to read to you. And share why we chose to read it and how it fits into our life right now. Would you like to go first? Sure. I love this. So after we, I think it was just, it was very recently, yesterday or the day before, that we, you, I believe, text me about this idea to have this read. And so I'm like, oh, wow, that's so great. And I just love the idea. And so a little bit later, I go into my Instagram and like the second post that I scrolled through had this beautiful uh, passage out of this book and it's titled Listen by Lisa Nalbone. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. And it just totally spoke to me. I'm like, I have to share this. So it says, listen to learn, connect and love. Learn to listen, really listen without reacting. Listening skills are something you can keep on learning and improving. Listening, like so many skills, is best learned by doing. Listen with empathy. Try listening without preconceived notions or thinking about what you want to say. Listen lovingly, openly, and non-judgmentally. Listen to folks with different experiences, backgrounds, and viewpoints. Listening actively is a powerful, not passive skill. Listen to yourself, your inner voice. Listen to nature stillness and quiet. Consider what you have learned from your listening, then listen to your heart. 
Act on things that are true and help you live, laugh, love, and learn. Listen. That just spoke really deeply and powerfully to me. It's something that kind of helped me realize what I often do with my children. I have three of them. They're nine and a half, four and a half, and three and a half. And we're all female (laughs) in my house. So there's a lot of chatting that goes on. And oftentimes I hear them talking and I, I think that I'm listening, but I'm really just on the edge of my seat, like ready as soon as they're done talking, ready to say my piece. Instead of just simply like listening and observing what they're saying and not always having to respond. And then it also had me thinking about kind of a lot of what's going on in the world right now. There's so much blanket judgment instead of people just like sitting down, cutting the bullshit and like listening. Let's listen to what each other has to say. And I think it would be so much easier for clashing anything, cultures, genders, whatever, to come to peace and to come to agreements or one of the like agree to disagree scenarios, you know, when all it comes down to is just listening and listening empathetically and openly. So I just really, really love that passage. And thanks for giving me the space to share it. Mm-hmm. Trying to absorb it instead of just, oh, now it's my turn. Yeah, I need to practice listening for sure. So thank you. And mine actually comes from Kunt. You mentioned the book earlier. And the author is Inga Muschio. Thank you. So this is from her chapter, The Anatomical Jewel. One time I had an Iranian dance teacher named Jale. After class, we'd often have lengthy discussions about culture. As a result of these conversations, I developed a new perspective on the standard by which freedom is defined in my country. I used to think women in fundamentalist Islamic countries or societies where genital mutilation is practiced have it way worse than us ladies in the West. American women can generally wear what we want, fuck who we want, love who we want, and work where we want. You know, experience freedom. Coupled with her religious and political beliefs, that nagging inspiration, known as survival, forced Jalit to flee Iran. There were many things about her country she detested with all her might and mine. Malevolence towards women is one thing that ain't veiled in Iran. Iranian women are shamed, silenced, or killed for many vagrancies Americans guilelessly take for granted. Iranian women are very consciously aware of gender-explicit oppression. Therefore, with so much more at stake, Iranian women have each other's back on the street, in stores, at celebrations, everywhere. When Jale first got here, she completely freaked out about mean-spiritedness American women project onto one another in our day-to-day lives. She eventually learned to live with a dull thud of longing for the general, loving, women vibe that was once part of her normal reality. Loss of this closeness truly tore her heart asunder, and Jale wondered about the sacrifices American women make at the behest of our freedom. What I learned from Jalet distressed me greatly because I couldn't imagine something so precious as an everyday closeness with women, founded in the common knowledge that we all want to survive and thrive in a patriarchal society. In my country, women don't seem to like each other much at all. Sucky, sucky, sucky vibes. 
when I first read that, it hit me so hard. It like split my womb open and made me realize that we have so much work to do here in the West. And it makes me question, why do we hate on each other so much? And there's so many layers to that question. But I think that that's why it's so important to me to have this platform to come together as a community, whether we be women or not, to share our stories and just to, if out there in the political world, we don't want to listen to each other. We just want to bark at each other and see who barks loudest. At least here in our safe space, we can have people speak their truth and speak our truth and learn from each other. So I'm so happy that I got to share that as well. Yes, thank you. That is so powerful. Thank you. Holding silence for a little bit to absorb it all. Let's all take a womb breath together. Mm, That's a great idea. Lead us. So in through your nose, just take a giant, giant breath and just send all of that oxygen and energy down and fill up your womb space. Ready? Go. And breathe out through your mouth. Mm, That felt amazing. So good. Mm-hmm. I don't wound breathe often enough. I don't either. I go through phases where I'm so good about it, but it doesn't last long enough. I get so caught up with everyday life. I don't do yeah. it enough. I hear that. Okay. That concludes our first episode. Thank you so much for joining us. At the moment, we are looking to have a new episode out every other Tuesday. Please follow, subscribe to our podcast, recommend it if you resonate with us or if you think someone else would. Also, we invite you to leave us a review or a comment giving us your feedback or ideas on topics you'd like for us to cover. And is there anything you'd like to add to that, Isadora? We are just open to whatever positive interaction you want to bring, whether that's sharing your story, having something to offer to our collective, or simply, you know, leaving a kind response or a request, like you said, we're into it. Just whatever you've got, bring it. (laughs) Right. And thank you for mentioning our collective. I think that's the first time we mention it in this episode. What you saw that I was talking about is... We are bringing our talents together and trying to invest in us women. And I want to plant a seed in your womb. We invite you to collaborate with us to create and invest into you and us and collaborate on what? The possibility is endless, really. In the future, you'll be seeing or hearing about artwork, stickers, clothing, services, and other amazing babies being birthed by the women in our collective. So I'm really excited about all of that and the potential about just any women out there, any listeners that want to collaborate on something and birth it. Maybe you have a skill that you can help us out with and we can help you out with and just birth something amazing because why not? Yeah. Supporting women-based things, anything. Because if you think about it, when you get down to the nitty-gritty, so much is controlled by wealthy, gross men. (laughs) (laughs) She's not saying all men are gross. She's just saying there's a lot of wealthy, gross men out there. And I agree with that. 
Not sorry. No, no apologies here. <laughs> so thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you. We love you. We will see your ears soon. Your ears and your wombs. Much love. Peace. It's good for you to think, for you to think, for you to think.